0: Hey, welcome back to Mixtape Theology, where we look at the theology behind our favorite 90s contemporary Christian music and poke fun at ourselves sometimes. <laughs> You're, I'm your host for this one, Rachel Cash. Some of y'all have been asking for more Third Day. And today's episode is going to deliver. So I've got special guest, Stephen Louderback from Despite Popular Belief podcast with me today to talk about Third Day's 1995 hit, Consuming Fire. So let's take a minute to get to know you, Stephen, before we jump into Consuming Fire. So hi, Stephen. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, uh, thank you for having me, Rachel. Um
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself and your 90s <laughs> Christian experience, if you have one.
1: Sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I gr- I grew up in the Christian church, and uh, my dad in particular was just absolutely passionate about music. He collected CDs. Um, he has the biggest CCM collection probably... In the greater Cleveland area, um, he <laughs> he used to take me to CCM concerts all the time when I was a kid, and so I grew up on this stuff. And I started playing guitar when I was ten years old, and so the first couple songs that I was learning stuff from CCM, uh, stuff from Third Day, stuff from DC Talk. So uh, I I love I love that music industry. And yes, while I am a metalhead now, um, I I still love the classics. I still love um, like the Newsboys. Uh, I've got old playlists on Spotify from CCM just to relive the old days. And uh, I have to laugh because you did post a poll online asking which Mac Powell people preferred. And uh, I preferred a blonde haired Mac Powell. (laughs) That was cool. (laughs) I did too, by the way. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, so like we we got to see like all all those concerts, Winter Jam or even just like the headliner tours that all those bands did. I I have seen just about all of them play live. Um any oh gosh. I'm trying to think of uh some other artists like even Sonic Flood like I've seen them play like with the original lineup and that was a blast. Um so I I was playing guitar, I was getting to uh start playing in church and stuff, uh, with the worship team. But we also played for the youth group at the youth ministry. And, uh, this album came out, this, um, self-titled album by Third Day in 1995. And it has the song Consuming Fire on it. And, you know, for any guitarist, like performing your first solo is nerve wracking. Uh, you know, I was just playing bar chords, power chords and whatever, but this was going to be my first time playing a solo. I learned the solo in Consuming Fire, and uh, so like that was kind of like the beginning stages of me uh, becoming a guitarist. And my parents had gotten me this um, this black Diamond Series Schecter guitar with uh, green flames airbrushed on it. So such a cool guitar, and they got this custom strap with. Um, the scripture for consuming fire, which this song, uh, I'll get into that here shortly too, but it was uh, Hebrews 12, 29, our God is a consuming fire. And so that was kind of just, I don't know, I had like stars in my eyes, just enjoying the music industry. And uh, man, Third Day was so cool. Growing up, I-, I loved playing their music and listening to that. So that was kind of like my experience with CCM.
0: That's awesome. And... Third Day is kind of one of those bands where when you listen to it, you're not afraid to give it to your friends who don't ordinarily listen to Christian music. Is that right? How many CDs did you give out of Third Day? Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like you, like you said, like the cover art, the cover art on that uh, was, it was cool. Like.
0: I mean, yeah, you can still picture it. You know exactly which CD is. It's the bus. It's the bus one. Rusty Bus. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. The
1: Rusty Bus. It's. It's yeah. cool stuff. Even the music videos were cool. Man, when I was a kid, I was watching those, I thought, man, I thought they were so cool. I just wanted to grow up and <laughs> and be fashionable and have cool hair and st- yeah. stuff like that. It's so funny looking back, but man, what, what a time.
0: You know, really what's interesting too about the song is that well, the album came out in 1995, which is the same year as Jesus Freak. So this is not this did not follow Jesus Freak. This came out the same time which makes it even more stand out as far as how cutting edge it was. And when you turn on consuming fire, Mm -hmm. uh, you're like, Whoa, you know, this is a huge guitar. And you're like, this is not Sandy Patty. Uh, nothing wrong with Sandy Patty, but this is not Sandy Patty. This is not Amy Grant. This is something totally different. Uh, do you still remember the first time that you heard this song?
1: Oh, of course. I mean, like the song starts out with, mac powell counting quietly one two three four five six and then you have like the the harmonics on that electric guitar come in with the huge drums like you'll never forget it like yeah. this is not christian music like or you weren't <laughs> used to hearing it like that you might get like the softer side of newsboys but third day comes out with some something like this this was huge this was Definitely. really cool
0: And that was like the first song that came out from that CD. That was their first single. So that's everyone's first impression of Third Day was this amazing, you know, out of the gate, let's go zero to 10, you know, consuming fire was really cool. And I love how the influence of this music, um, you know, reached down and and grabbed the youth of the day. I mean, we're all products of that. Um, And I love how, you know, the youth took a hold of that and made it their own and, the artists themselves tried to minister to the youth, you know, they didn't push the audience, you know, the youth back. Like this is for grownups. Like, no, man, this is right. awesome for kids too. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't realize how much the song meant to you personally that you had this guitar strap and oh, you learned yeah. the solo that that's really cool. Well, why don't you take the honor then of reading us some of the favorite parts of the song, the lyrics, and then maybe we can talk about what you get out of the song.
1: Sure, definitely. So, besides the lyrics that I already quoted, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> uh, that is still like a dramatic open. I still think that's cool. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get into some of these lyrics here. Uh, it's uh, set this place on fire, send your spirit, Savior, rescue from the mire, show your servant a favor. And then uh, the uh, chorus goes, Yes, our God, He is a consuming fire and the flames burn down deep in my soul. Yes our God, he is a consuming fire. He reaches inside. He melts down this cold heart of stone. And so there's a lot of repetition in the song. You're going to get basically just variations of of that verse in that chorus. And of course like the drama in in the song is is leading up to that guitar solo. Um you know, aside from the intro which is so cool. Uh, it, what a cool song. And and it's from it's from a a well-known scripture that actually comes from Hebrews. And man, I love the book of Hebrews. I remember reading Hebrews as, as a younger, well, as a kid, honestly. And like scripture just doesn't, doesn't have like the same effect on you when you're still like a young Christian, but when you read it with adult eyes and, in a regenerate heart, it's like, whoa, how did I, how was I sleeping on the book of Hebrews? You know, and it, it's just like a completely different book to you. Like, I remember when the book of Romans was like a different book. It was like a new book to me. So I feel like like my eyes finally like saw it for the first time, even though I had been reading it my whole life. But Hebrews is very similar uh, to me, at least personally. Uh, and uh, the verse, I already quoted this. Uh, this was Hebrews uh, 12, 29. It says, for our God is a consuming fire. So like, what is the context of this verse And uh, the pericope of this section in Scripture is just the the kingdom that cannot be shaken. That is so cool. It talks about the blood of Abel. It talks about Mount Zion. It's talking about Moses being on the mountain when the covenant's being made and and the Ten Commandments here. But basically, we're getting this imagery of, of God being a consuming fire. But the interesting thing about this, while it's from the New Testament, is that that verse 29 is quoting deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 24 which is for the lord your god is a consuming fire a jealous god and why it's important to tie scripture uh from new testament to old testament is it's explaining history it explains prophecy it it fulfills prophecy so anytime that you see phrases in the new testament that are like hearkening back to like old testament um Your alarm should be going off in your head, like, what's the significance here? So there's some really cool drama in chapter 4 of Deuteronomy. And just listen to these section titles. Uh, Moses commands obedience, idolatry forbidden, the Lord alone is God, introduction to the law. So, like, this chapter is, man, this is the history of Israel. This is the history of the Ten Commandments. And it is the history of a jealous God who is a consuming fire. So I've talked about about this a lot on my podcast, but modern church has forgotten the fear of the Lord. They've gotten so far into, um, you know, God's a great forgiver. Yes. Um, He's a great physician. He's a great healer. Yes. And, And he's gracious and just. Yes, yes, yes. God is also scary. He's serious. He is jealous. And, we see fire showing up multiple times in scripture, Uh, not just like apocalypse. I'm not talking about apocalyptic scripture, but like old Testament where he is guiding Israel as a pillar of fire or um, the burning bush when Moses is, is talking to, to God, or we have this consuming fire, jealous God who's saying, don't make any idols. It is forbidden. So, where you're getting glimpses of the holiness of God. And I think that is the theme, is the holiness of God. He's a consuming fire. That is who we serve. That's the kind of God that he is. And so this this third day song, while it's I'm not even saying it's it's just stating it casually, but our God is a consuming fire. It is referencing Old Testament and New Testament, the God we serve. And this is what he's like. And it's a heavy song and heavy guitars and the screaming solo, and the big drums. Man, what a cool song. I love this. It said, yes, our God, he's a consuming fire, and the flames burn down deep in my soul. He's a consuming fire. He reaches inside, melts down this cold heart of stone. I love that imagery. Um, If you've lived enough life, man, you know that your heart needs to be softened, but praise God that we serve a consuming fire, a jealous God, somebody who is jealous for our worship, for our attention, for our praise. Um, this is a cool song. I love this. <laughs> I love this song. This is so cool. And
0: <laughs> in the, in the song is written, it's kind of written like a prayer almost. And then right when the song is almost over, it like stops being a prayer and it asks the listener a question. It asks, do you realize that inside of you there's a flame? And did you ever try to let it burn, let it burn, let it burn? So what do you think that that means?
1: Uh, I well, it it points out potential. Um, you know, a lot of people are asking, "What is what is the meaning of life? What is my purpose?" People feel purposeless uh, right now. I think a lot, and basically, the song is challenging us. Do you know that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you? Is is that not the flame? Do you not do you not know that this is in you? Let it burn. Like this is this is so cool, and before. Jesus ascended um, after his resurrection. Uh, He said that the Advocate would come. He was gonna leave the Holy Spirit. It was better for himself to leave and for the Holy Spirit to be with us. And man, that always I always thought that was so strange. Like, I would wanna hang out with Jesus. I want Jesus here now. I wanna spend time with him, but from his own mouth, he's saying that it's better for the Holy Spirit to be here with us. And so I think I think the Holy Spirit gets forgotten a lot in church too. Aside from the fear of the Lord, I think the church forgets about the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in us, you know. This is this is good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's one of the stewards. We're the stewards of the mysteries of God, you know, and that's one of them. Is hmm. the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus Christ in us and the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. Yeah. All consuming fire. That's great. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, I think I think that's that's really it. It's just this this song is just telling us about the God we serve. And um, yeah, it's a consuming fire. Great (laughs) song. Great album. Love the band. Third third day (laughs) is the best. Thank you for sharing your
0: insights on consuming fire. Um, I think that you had a lot of great things to say. And so if you are a a fan of Stephen's teaching, which I am, um, you're going to want to check out the stuff, the content that Steven puts out. So tell us how we can find more about what you're
1: doing. Sure, yeah. So my main ministry is Despite Popular Belief, which is a um, video podcast. Uh, You can find it on any platform. There's an audio version for every episode as well. Um, I created Manifold Ministries as a website of uh, multiple content creators because I just wanted to network with other people who were making, well, Biblical, uh, biblically accurate um, podcasts and blogs. So uh, I've got ManifoldMinistries.com if you want to find some other content creators that are part of my network. And sometimes I write blogs on there uh, under the name Fighting Stagnant. So just trying to stay creative and just processing and learning about God's Word and talking with other people about it. Uh, Theology just being the knowledge of God, just getting to know God. And uh, I love, I love learning about it and I love music. So again, I love, I love your ministry here. When you asked me to come on, I was like, shoot, this is great. This is cool. The CCM (laughs) ministry. I'm into it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, in one of your last episodes, one of your guests said, um, now don't put a tinfoil hat on me. (laughs) So when one of your guests is saying that, you know, it's an interesting episode. Um, so I just want to say that your, your podcast talks about a variety a huge variety of yeah. everything from you know the serious to the strange. Yeah,
1: and, just, and just to clarify, like we're we're talking about is this a salvific issue or not? Because there are there are deal breakers. Um I, I'm I'm with Sola Scriptura, you know, through and through. Like, what does God's word say? That's what I care about. And so if we get to a point where it's not like cut and dry, like I don't know like what is an alien? Okay, well is this going to affect my salvation or can we just talk about what we do know from scripture about this topic? And so like that's kind of that's kind of the process we go through and is is this a salvation issue yes or no? Is this biblical yes or no? And we kind of go from there. So
0: you need to go check out Despite Popular Belief with Stephen Louderback, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And also you were on a recent episode we did about Jackie Velasquez. So go check that out, audience, if you haven't heard that one. But I appreciate your time and I appreciate your ministry. And uh, thanks for listening.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.